0: Craig Button, TSN's hockey analyst, one of the best in the business. You're not going to find a more energetic, enthusiastic hockey analyst than Craig Button. He joins us now on BK and Ferrario. Craig, we appreciate the time as always. We were just discussing the Husso move that the Blues decided to make earlier today, trading his rights to Detroit for a third-round pick. What did you think of that deal, and what do you think about the Blues now with what they need for a backup goalie? Well, I think
1: they have the backup goalie in-house. I think it's Joel Hoffer. so... I don't think there's a problem there. And, you know, Jordan Binnington, who's under contract long-term, I thought that he was terrific uh, down the stretch and then certainly in the playoffs. And, you know, there's only one net. And you you get to a point where you're up against it with respect to, you know, managing players' expectations, what what they need, you know, in terms of managing their career. And then after that, you know, how it fits into your salary cap and what it means going forward. So I, I think really... It was a necessary move for Doug Armstrong and the Blues, but they're not vulnerable in any way, shape, or form at all because I believe Joel Hofer is ready to come in and be a backup for Jordan Bittington.
2: That's really surprising, Greg, because I've heard a lot of people say that Charlie Lindgren's name seems like the backup and then give Joel Hofer the number one spot in the AHL. Do you really believe that the Joel Hofer is ready to just be that option? I do, and
1: I think I think Charlie Lindgren's a perfect number three. I think he's a perfect number three and you know what? You can always bring him up, and uh, like if, if Joel needs some some starts and, and get going. But uh, Joel's got a maturity to his game. He's got a maturity to himself, and that's the. I mean, and, uh, again, like there's a big difference between a, a backup, and I understand about development and trying to keep Joel and get. But you can do both. You can send him down for a stretch. If like Jordan's going to play for a, let's say you got three games in five days, you know Jordan's going to play in all those games. Let me just send. uh uh, Joel back down and he plays, and you call Charlie up. And I think that, you know, the benefits of, of Joel being every day in the NHL, and I do think he's ready to, to, to be a 25 game goalie in the NHL. So that's how I see it. But doesn't I mean that's what they're going to do, but that's <laughs> how I see it. I, I, I don't think they're vulnerable at
0: all. Craig, we have talked a little bit about that move that they did make. We also have talked about what they did not do yesterday. There were a lot of rumors that the Blues might be looking to trade Vladimir Tarasenko during the NHL draft of course that didn't happen yesterday. Has not happened so far today. Uh, what do you think about their future with Vladdy and if you think he ends up getting traded, do you think there are obvious suitors for him? Well,
1: you know, Vladimir is a, a top-notch offensive player and a goal scorer. So, you know, you're not going to just uh, do away with Vladimir, and uh, you, there's going to be a price to acquire Vladimir Teresenko because scoring goals is really hard in this league. And, you know, teams that need goals, and I mean, I think a 7.5 million cap hit is, is, is something that's, uh, you know, reasonable for what he produces. So, you know, when, when it all gets said and done, you know what? There should be a high price on Vladimir Teresenko. Doug Limeshaw is not going to just give away players. He understands what the value is for Vladimir McCarrasenko. And, you know, there's also going into the summer, you've got free agency. There's still going to be other opportunities here. And Doug, and I don't want to start stirring the pot, but I'm going to. I do want to start stirring the pot. <laughs>
2: please <laughs> stir
1: it, Craig, Matthew, please. Well, well, Matthew Kachuk. I mean, I think all eyes are on Matthew Kachuk in Calgary right now. So, you know, you you, you look at a player, you have one player coming off your cap next year in Vladimir Tarasenko, you know, as, a, as, a, as an unrestricted free agent, right at the time that Matthew Kachuk and some others are coming on. I mean, a, a 25-year-old Matthew Kachuk who's unique and a top-end player, I mean, you're also thinking about what it might take to acquire him. So I say today there's real value in Vladimir Tarasenko because I believe that. But if he's going to make a move and try to get uh, Matthew Kachuk, if he is available and I, I don't see any reason why any team in the league wouldn't be after Matthew for Chuck. You know, maybe maybe Vladimir Tarasenko moves a lot quicker than we think.
2: In all reality, Craig, we've been stirring this pot for the last year <laughs> probably, and you know this, we've asked you this before, but, I mean, it just seems to be more and more likely that Matthew does become available via trade in the next couple of weeks because it doesn't seem like Johnny Goudreau headed back to Calgary.
1: And they're... Therein lies the problem for the Calgary Flames because those two players are connected, you know. And Matthew right now is waiting to see what Johnny Goudreau does. I mean, if you talk about a, a, a seismic shift in a team, if both Johnny Goudreau and Matthew Kachuk leave, that's what the Flames are faced with. So it's going to be very interesting to see what unfolds here and and, and really try to understand, you know, how 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 they manage through this. You know the the first part is Goudreau because I think if they get Goudreau done, they can get catch up But that's what everybody's doing. Everybody's waiting. Everybody's waiting to watch and see.
2: We're
0: talking to Craig Button here on one hundred and one ESPN THN's hockey analyst. You can follow him on Twitter. He's at Craig J Button. Joining us live from Montreal at the NHL draft. Uh, Craig, I did want to ask you like after the Vladimir Tarasenko thing, the other issue that the Blues are trying to to handle this off is their second pairing top four left-handed defense and we talked to you about this going into the trade deadline they ended up with nick letty that worked out about as well as any of us could have asked for what do you think they should be looking at for their left-handed defensemen are there any players either on the free agent market or trade-wise that you think make sense here in st louis
1: well there's going to be a lot there's going to be a number of players that, that, that i think can make sense and you know i what i would say is you got tory krug he's coming back and you know, I, I've said this to you guys before, and you know this. You have the ability. The St. Louis Blues, when they won the Cup, you look at how the blue line was constructed, and you watch how teams now have success in place. Eric Johnson, Josh Manson. You know, I don't know if it all if it just has to be a left shot defenseman. I mean, Josh Manson is a, is an unrestricted free agent. I, you know what would it take to get him in terms of signing him to a contract? Because size. Length on the blue line and on the and on the and on the wings are, are significant to winning, and I'm talking about winning and competing for the Stanley Cup. I'm not talking about having a good regular season. There's a number of teams that can have good regular seasons with their team constructed, but you want to have success in terms of competing for the for the Stanley Cup. You better have size on the back end, and you better have size on the wall, and that was the hallmark of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and then the St. Louis Blues in
2: 2019. Craig, if you don't mind, I'd like to go back to the Matthew Kachuk thing real quick. I know I'm continuing to stir this pot, <laughs> but I mean, when you have a former general manager on the line, you want to ask their opinion. If it does get to the point where they do look to trade Kachuk and St. Louis makes that call, from a GM's perspective, if you're Brad Treveling in Calgary, is Jordan Cairo enough to move on from Matthew Kachuk?
1: It's not so much is he enough. What, what, what it comes down to is, I mean, Jordan is a, is a is a real top-notch player, but he's a different player than Matthew Kachok. So if, if, if I'm looking at it through the lens of Brad living or if I'm looking through the lens of me having Matthew Kachok, we're not just making a trade one-for-one one here that, that I get a player back. You're getting a really unique player, and there's real value in that. It's like you can go and try to buy a piece of art, and you can go, that's a really nice painting, but, a, but but a painting that's that's a, a Monet or a Van Gogh is going to be a lot worth a lot more. It might be a similar type picture, but it's not the same painting. And I think that's the case. So and I don't have to trade Matthew Kachak today. That's the other thing. You have him for another year, and you know you manage it. You you try to say to Matthew, hey, we understand the scenario. We're gonna we 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 understand we can't sign you, but we're gonna trade you on our terms, not yours. So it's in your best interest to play and play hard and be the best. And Matthew's never going to cheat you that way. And then you trade him. But what I'm getting to is Jordan's a really good player. If I'm on that seat with Brad Trey Living, not enough for me.
0: Another guy that we've been talking a lot about in the trade market, and it's not just here in St. Louis, Craig. You know this; it's everywhere. Everybody wants the young, big uh, defenseman that's under contract for the next few years, and of course, that's Jacob Chikrin down in Arizona. What do you think about his season from a year ago? And do you think he ends up getting moved this offseason?
1: I do think he ends up getting moved. Jacob's a really good player, and he's got a great contract, and he's the perfect age. So you're looking at a 24 year old defenseman with a great contract who can play on your top pair. Yeah, you're looking hard at a player like that to acquire him because it's not just the short term he's coming into your team. He's coming in there to, to, to be a real significant factor in your team's play. Think about think about what happened with the Islanders trading Devontae. You know, like it, it, it's mind boggling to think that the New York Islanders gave up. Uh, Devon Case for two-second round draft. It's mind-boggling. So, Jacob Chickman, and I don't care what happened last year in Arizona, it was a disaster there. It'll be a disaster there again <laughs> this year because the team <laughs> just isn't very good. And, and Jacob, I think, has had enough of disasters. So, you know what? I, I I don't think there's any question that he's looking to get out of there, and I would be all over that one in a big way. You talked about trying to get in on Jacob Chickman and Matthew Kachuk
0: whoa, that would be pretty nice. It would, it would be perfect. That's what, that's what our ideal off season is. Unfortunately, <laughs> it would also be costly in terms of what you'd have to give up. Uh, final thing from me, Craig. I wanted to ask you about a guy that uh, he certainly fits your criteria of having the size, and that's Nikita Zadorov. Uh, he played very well last year for Calgary. Do you think he would be a good fit for what the Blues are looking for?
1: Here's the thing with Nikita. It's the same thing with Erica Branson last year in Calgary. Those are good players. If they're, if you understand how they can play, what their game is, and then just asking them to do that. I'll tell you about Nikita. And I think he's got the range. He's got the, the physical edge to him. Him and Erica Branson were critical to the success the Flames had last year. And quite frankly, they were really good in the playoffs, you know, despite uh, losing to the Evanston Oilers. They had a good series. Daryl Sutter, the first, I, think, I think Nikita played two games uh, at the beginning of the year, and then he sat out for like eight or nine. And what Daryl did, he spent time with Nikita every single day, trying to get him zeroed in. Here's your game. Here's what you do best. Here's what we need to do. Every day, he worked with him. Nikita never came out of the lineup. So it's not just about having size. It's about understanding, okay, what gives that player the best opportunity to use his greatest assets to help the team. Daryl did a phenomenal job last year with Gabranson and Zadorov. So do I think he'd be an excellent fit? Yeah, I do. He's, he's a competitive kid. He's a competitive player. And, he, and he's, he, he just fits into a team. So I believe that – and Craig Berube is a smart coach. So I think that Craig could get that out of him. But that's what he is, and it's really, really effective uh, to get him uh, into that space because when he's into that space – he he becomes a real strong uh, asset to
2: your team. Craig, one other defenseman I wanted to ask you about, and then I want to get your thoughts on the Blues draft so far in the last couple of days. But the last defenseman I want your thoughts on is Ryan Graves. I brought him up in the past from the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Would he match the identity of the Blues if a trade were to be made?
1: Big and rangy, understands how to use that size. You know, one of the things that big defensemen have, the if, if they understand how to take space away from opponents, and they understand. I call it being territorial. If you can be territorial, and you know you make life really hard inside the dots, inside the slot area in front of your net, you can be a really effective player. And I think that Ryan can can absolutely be that. I mean, in in, in Colorado, I mean they had to move him along. They had Byron coming, you know, where their salary cap was at, and so he ends up in New Jersey. But I think that he, he he's a player that would absolutely fit the description of somebody that can help you win and would fit in nicely with the uh, St. Louis
2: Blues. So Craig, final one and then we're going to let you go because I know you're a very busy man but you are also the draft analyst the prospect analyst for TSN I want your thoughts just on the draft so far for the St. Louis Blues with their thir- 23rd overall pick yesterday and then of course their picks today
1: Wow well, Jimmy Sargerud and Cutter Goche, who went fifth to the uh Philadelphia Flyers are those two players those two players were improvement from year to year was as significant as anybody that I've seen uh this this year in the draft I think Jimmy is, is, is such a strong player he's competitive he's hard he's skilled and you know you look at again we're talking about size on the wing Jimmy has that but he has still he's a really good talented player I mean, the 23, I mean, I can't believe he got the 23, to be quite honest with you. There's a, how I, you know, how I look at him and how I think that he has real value. You know, Taskamaki, the Finnish center, just a hard-nosed, what I would describe him as a, Val, a Valerie Philpula-type player. He's going to be in the mix, he's going to be in the hunt, maybe not a lot of big-time points, but kill penalties, make life difficult for opponents. Then they draft a couple of defensemen, and you know, I really, really like Bushinger. He's really improved lots, great skater, really up into the play with respect to moving out of your own zone. And I think the Russian defenseman, Chromebook is somebody that's so smart and he's six for three and he can think the game and I think just give him time, let him sit over in the uh, in, in Russia or if he comes over and let him just grow and mature. But I you know, I look at the St. Louis Blues draft and I think they've done a really nice job.
0: He's former NHL GM, now with TSN, one of the best hockey analysts in North America, Craig Button. Craig, we appreciate the time, in. I know you're incredibly busy up there in Montreal. All the best to you. Enjoy the rest of this draft, and hopefully we'll talk with you again soon.
1: Oh, for sure. Thanks, guys.
0: GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV even help with homeowners or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy, simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.
2: Peloton,
1: let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors,